0: Hey, this is Mr. Cooley, welcome to the Bubblegum Podcast! All right, we're back with Deacon, and Deacon has an awesome book that he's read recently that he'd love to share with you. Deacon, welcome, and what was the book?
1: Um, America Chillers, the author Jonathan Rand, and then um, it's called Washington Wax Museum.
0: The Washington Wax Museum. Now, we've heard from other readers about this series, The American chillers or the Michigan chillers, Jonathan Rand, right? Michigan guy. Um, We know he writes a lot of books that are kind of this mystery, kind of haunted type um, of a genre. Um, Is this a genre you like to read often?
1: Yes, but sometimes um, like in the um, books, sometimes it includes stuff that's like they make or it's just like fake in general. Like um, this is just like from a different book. It's the madhouse, like where these people like see like a carnival in the window. They go to mm-hmm. it, and then they have to find like a way out. Mm. Then they get to the Santa's place, and they just go back to where they um actually live.
0: Yeah, okay. And so this this book, um, all of these like locations, right? Uh, this one's Washington uh, Wax Museum, right? And we talked about this before on the podcast that all of his books. Uh, Jonathan Rans are kind of based on real locations and real things that maybe happened or something. But, but some of the stories are, are a little bit, you know, fictional um, and all that. So talk to me about this book. What, what's it all about, this Washington Wax Museum?
1: So there are the people. There's David, Rachel, um, a girl named Amber who's really snotty all the time. And then Miss Tuper, the teacher, and, and tons more people that I don't want to include because I don't know their names. And then there was a robbery at the museum that they discovered.
0: And, and like then, I'm going to interrupt you here so a wax museum, like describe what that is for some people who haven't been to a wax museum before.
1: It's like these um statues of like very popular people, like presidents, like people yeah. that are like included from really popular stuff like like I'd say so like the actor for Marty McFly from Back to the Future.
0: I'm okay, gonna- so like okay. Michael J. Fox, like that yeah. person, right? He could be like, it's like a, a model of him. Yeah. And it's kind of cool because it's maybe he's dressed as Marty McFly and yeah. it's like a scene from, you know, Back to the Future or something. But it's yeah. kind of cool. Um, yeah, kind of scenes or figures from history, like you said, and so forth. Um, a lot of times, there's there's cool wax museums in like b- major cities. Like Madame Tussauds is a famous wax museum place um, that have like really realistic looking museums. You can kind of have like your picture taken with you know a former president or something like yeah. that, or a famous actor. Okay, so just to get everybody on the same page, a wax museum. Um, now that we understand that, keep going. Tell me a little bit more. So.
1: It was from the morning to the afternoon and it was for a field, a field trip. And David, Rachel and Amber discovered the robbery that involved Mr. Lake Lakey. Mm.
0: And so there's a robbery at this wax museum. They're yeah. on this field trip and they kind of just happen to be at the right place at the right time, or maybe right place, wrong time. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, yeah. So like, what happens? Like, what do they do?
1: Um, so the reason they were stealing the, um, figures is because they could sell them for a lot of, you know, dough, or mm-hmm. money, you'd call it. So, because they're actually worth a lot of money. Well, I
0: can imagine, right? Like, artists probably have a hand in creating these wax figures because they're essentially like 3D models, right? Yeah. And so they're being sold for money and people are just stealing these, right? Yeah. Interesting. So, tell me about an interesting part in this book that you particularly so, enjoyed.
1: They were bringing them down to like the basement in the thing, like where there's this little door, and that's where the truck is that they're using. And then, um, they're like the kids are hidden behind um the wax figures, like the spine, like what they're doing. And then a phone starts ringing that they have. Mm. And then, it and then like one of the guys is just like, "Who's there?" And then just like they're just like all scared. and Mm. Then cops just come through the door and they arrest Mr. Lakey because um, in the book it says, give me a minute, someone tried to call us earlier, but we were cut off. We traced the call to a cellular phone. And then it says someone at the main dispatch traced the call and made a call back
0: okay so they because the phone call was made on a cell phone right we can yeah. trace cell phones really easily yeah these days that's how they kind of were able to catch like the who done it, right kind of thing yeah. so i kind of like this structure of a story um i love mystery stories right and yes. part of the the intrigue of a mystery story is like the the whole question who done it like what is going on how do you solve this mystery like, what do you like most about mystery stories
1: i was like like i like to understand like what happens in it like and, like the mystery
0: do you as a reader like when i read a mystery story i watch a mystery movie i try to like predict along the way is that something that you try to do as well like along yeah. the book as you kind of read through it you're kind of like asking yourself questions yeah right do you find that um deacon you are able to guess what happened yes yeah or are you sometimes surprised like oh i never I had really surprised that. yeah cool i love the mystery stories for that it's just it's kind of an on the edge of your seat a lot of times mystery stories always end each chapter with cliffhangers right it keeps us kind of yes motivated and, and moving right and one thing you wrote down about this book in particular is that there's big twists talk to me about like what makes a really big and effective twist so like mr lakely story like
1: um acts as like a good guy yeah But then um, they discover that he's actually a bad guy.
0: Yeah. Always that impression of somebody good, then your expectations are kind of turned. I've had that happen in
1: real life. Have you? I've seen it.
0: Okay. So, like, that can be, you know, certainly a surprise, right? In a book, right? And in real life, right? Yeah. Um, When something happens that you didn't quite expect or see kind of coming awesome would you recommend more american chillers and uh, michigan chillers books based on kind of your love of this genre yes i would yeah have you read any other authors that kind of write mystery books that you like
1: um sometimes harry potter does i'm not really sure i'm still reading the first book
0: yeah that kind of has some definitely some mysterious elements and kind of mixed with some fantasy as well too right and
1: the guys read series because yeah. guys read series do have a few of them
0: yeah absolutely there's
1: even the one that you and, um had us watching the the bloody souvenir
0: that's true yep yep absolutely so that
1: was actually in a um, um a guy's read book
0: nice the jack ganto so you're talking about yeah oh great
1: i think it's in the first one because i don't remember it being in the thriller version the second one okay Cool. Which I'm going to have to look up.
0: Well, you'll have to check out Deacon's recommendation of American Chillers, the Washington Wax Museum. Yep. Uh, Very soon, if you like mystery stories, you like to be on the edge of your seat with some suspense, and you like a surprise ending. Yep. Well done. Thanks, Deacon, for joining us and sharing this book. No problem. Thanks for your time, man. Bye-bye. Right, we're back with Sydney and Sydney's got a great book that she read she wants to share with us. Sydney. What you been reading?
2: Rain, Rain by ann M. Martin.
0: Rain, Rain. Is this the same word like two different times, Sydney?
2: It's the uh, kind of, but like rain, like rain and then rain like on a horse.
0: Oh, okay. Like the reigns or like to be like a king or queen and to reign, right? So these are homophones in the Mm -hmm. title, right? What's the significance of homophones in this book?
2: Like words that like mean this, like they don't mean the same thing, but they're kind of spelled. They mean the same thing, but they're like, they have like the same spelling,
0: they have actually different spellings, yeah, right? Or sometimes different, different spellings, but different well, meanings, yeah. right? They sound the same, yeah. but they maybe um, mean different things, right? Um. So what's the significance in the book here? Like, why did the author choose to title this book Rain Rain?
2: Because I don't want to give away too much, but so Rose Howard, she has a dog named Rain and that her father found for her when like she was really little in a storm hmm. Or uh, just like side. And so he wanted to uh, like the main idea is like about he gets the dog kind of like runs away. And so she's looking for it. And at the end of the book, it just gets like really suspenseful.
0: Hmm. So this book centers around a girl and a dog and this dog gets lost somehow. And she's in searching, or out searching for this dog. There's also a big thing that happens. What happens, Sydney, that causes the dog to disappear and go away?
2: So there's a big super storm, like a hurricane, and the dad lets rain out without her collar, and rain runs away.
0: Yeah, and so like this big hurricane happens, and all this bad weather comes, and the dog is missing. And what does that do to Rose, the main character?
2: Like she's like at school, she never wants to talk because she's usually like blurting things out. And so she's like really quiet about it. But then finally she tells her teacher that there's a dog been missing, but her teacher doesn't know it's rain. She's kind of keeping that a secret.
0: Mm, interesting. So um, don't tell us what happens, but were you surprised in the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a little. She's this, this. This book is all about search and connection and uh, friendship in a way, right? Because mm-hmm. like her, Rose's one and only friend really is yeah. this dog. Plus,
2: like when like they had a whole routine mm-hmm. from like they from when she woke up to like when she went to bed but then when rain gets lost like that whole routine gets messed up
0: yeah and rose is somebody that really thrives on routine isn't Mm she right um she has some disabilities rose does um and so uh she struggles with that lack of routine Mm -hmm. at times right and so as You know, rain goes missing, that throws a lot of things out of whack um, that she's kind of struggles to put back the pieces of how to, to kind of get back into that routine, right? Um, and I think there's like, that's such a great message for us as, as a greater like group, right? Sometimes there are things that are going to throw us, right? We're going to get disrupted in some ways and we need to find our way back to that routine, that structure that we're used to. But we have to live uncomfortably for a little while. Does Rain, or Rain, excuse me, does Rose grow in that process? Do you feel? Like, yeah. does she change? Like,
2: like
3: when...
0: when
2: Brain's missing. She kind of gets kind of used to it, but then, like, yeah, she's just like, like at the like when she first like gets lost, she's been like really sad and down, cause like her uncle used to pick her up from school every day, and she never has stuff to talk about. Mm. But then like like in a couple days, like she's making all these like. Like she's better because like she's been without Rain. She's like thinking that Rain found a new family and she's like happy there. But then, like something else happens.
0: Mm, so. Yeah, don't tell us that other thing too. Um, but yeah, she definitely like like this whole like missing disappearance of Rain. It serves as like this um, really kind of opening up process for for Rose a little bit, and you get to see this character. Um, kind of turn you know from inward to a little bit more outward i wouldn't say she becomes a completely different person but she definitely changes like this this idea changes and she does some really surprising things in the story um that um it's just fun to watch her kind of change and and transform and handle the situation so would you recommend this to other people yeah yeah. What did you love most about this book?
2: Like it was just really suspenseful, and sometimes it's ha- happy, and sometimes it's sad. And like at the end of the book, it's like really relieving because in the middle, I was like all like so like scared for Rose because like it just like gets your like heart pumping.
0: Mm, yeah. And you wrote down a good quote here. What What did you write down? Share that with us. So
2: Rose's dad has like some problems like he has some anger problems and he like like did something to rain like and so like they were rose and name were hiding under the table and like all of a sudden um rose's dad like just became really like gentle and like nice she's like he like apologized and like decided to like do something with them yeah like he's never done that before
0: yeah so we talk about in our reading contrasts and contradictions right it's when a character does something different than what we've seen them do right and so that's an indication for us as readers to say hey pay attention to this like her dad's doing something different right he's got these anger problems and all of a sudden he's like softening up a little bit and uh that was an interesting part for you well awesome um so Rain Rain by Ann M. Martin. Check it out uh, at your local library um, or wherever books are sold. High recommendations from Sydney. All right. Thanks, Sydney. All right, welcome ladies and gentlemen. We're here with Owen and he's got an exciting book to share with you. Owen, what have you read?
3: I have read Refugee by Alan Gratz.
0: Refugee by Alan Gratz. Now, Alan Gratz writes a lot of stories about kind of refugees, uh, prisoners, right? He's got um, a, a new book out called Allies. He's a very intense author and he tries to capture these books in these stories that have kind of truly happened um with his characters whether it be historical fiction or um actual just regular fiction too uh so i guess tell us a little bit about this book what what's it all about how does it who does it center around just give us kind of the background
3: it centers around three people joseph mom out and isabel three different stories but they're kind of alike in some ways
0: yeah and what's kind of the unifying element in these these books you said they're kind of alike
3: well in some ways that they're connected like in some parts they're connected in other parts they're really not
0: yeah and so um if you haven't heard about this book it's kind of talking about three stories of um there's violence or something happening in these characters kind of home countries and their areas and um, something causes them kind of that to, to get out and to move, right? Their families um, need to leave and evacuate the area pretty quickly. There's not a lot of thinking time in any one of these stories, right? And so the action just kind of happens and the characters must react to what's going on around them. Um, give us a little example. I'm thinking of in the beginning of the book, Owen, um, some of these characters like what's the kickstart to some of these characters like needing to flee and to get out of this
3: so when it comes to joseph he lived in berlin germany um back in 1939 and um he had to flee because of the nazis
0: Okay, so kind of like this one centers around World War II mm-hmm. um, and kind of uh, the, the lead-up to kind of what we know today as the Holocaust, right? Um, and then, yeah, so they're kind of fleeing the Nazis, right? Um, what about the other two characters?
3: Um, so, Mamoud, um, this happened in 2015 in Syria. Um, his apartment got bombed. Mm. And so he... His little brother, his little sister, and his mom had to flee. Their dad was at work, and they didn't have a car because their dad took the car to work, so they had to get out really quick unless the build, the building would collapse on them.
0: Yeah. And I remember reading this this sne- this scene, excuse me, of um, this in- intensity of like the the, the chapter kind of ends and it describes like the whole wall is just gone. And um, they're kind of in the midst of this rubble. And then Isabel, um, she lives in Cuba. Mm -hmm. And um, what causes them to need to kind of leave or flee? Well,
3: back in 1994, Cuba, the ruler of Cuba was feeding the Cubans really just like no food at all and they're not, shortages yeah. yeah lots of shortages shortages and they they they're not gonna let them out they're not letting them leave cuba
0: yeah right because like some people will leave for like a better life somewhere right and they were not allowed to leave at all like they mm-hmm. couldn't like catch a plane to somewhere else somewhere better mm-hmm. um with better circumstances or whatever they're just kind of stuck in this area in this place that you know there's not a lot of food maybe not a lot of opportunity um, and I think in Isabel's case there were some riots that were happening yeah, and some but- protests right um, so talk to me about so there's these three stories three different time periods but they're all centered around this idea of like there's this family or this individual, and they need to leave this area. What are the common threads then, as the book continues? Like, why did the author organize the text into these three stories? Like, why it tells three stories? Why not just one? Um,
3: because I think he um, was was trying to was trying to tell you about was t- trying to tell the reader more about um different events okay and how they're all in somewhat somewhat connected right to each other
0: and so I think also yeah, you mentioned like World War II, 1994, yeah. 2015 right we look back historically this has happened right um in more recent history it's happened and now it's happening uh even you know as around today's times right so this isn't yeah. just like a in the past kind of thing and maybe, his reasoning for wanting to tell three stories is to say like hey this is something that keeps happening this is something that's going on even in today's time um people are leaving because of violence and we see that still even today today we see that still happening around the world um talk to me about the impact that this had on you as you were reading it what kind of like opened up for you when you were reading this Owen?
3: First of all i've that was the first time that i that i I figured out about the Cuba. Cuba. Mm. Yeah, the scarcity of food. And yeah, it struck me that these these horrible things were happening to real people.
0: Yeah, right? And I know it's something you've mentioned was kind of the the realism of what's going on. Like this isn't just like somebody made this up and they're inventing this idea. Um, but no, these are these characters represent Real people, right? This really happens um, to people around the world, even still today. Um, and uh, you have a quote down here, an, an interesting part. Can you kind of share those with us a little bit? What was like an interesting part to you that you found like particularly like moved when you were reading this?
3: So, Mama's dad always joked around in really serious places, in really serious situations, but then. One time when they got sent to prison, he just, it just broke his spirit
0: hmm.
3: and he stopped joking around.
0: Mm. Yeah. And as you read this book, like his father, he he does have these little like jokes or he would, it almost is like a, an interesting contrast. Cause like this big, serious thing has happened and his dad would just make a joke and make light of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, the quote you have down here is what?
3: everyone has a breaking point yeah that's what his dad said
0: yeah and it's it's heartbreaking to read this and to see his dad like obviously he's trying to be brave for his family right and he's trying to make light of a serious situation um but even when you see like him like make a joke you're kind of like okay he's still like is inspiring his family he's still kind of keeping everyone going but then this happens and he's kind of broke Right. And he he, and he kind of his spirit is broken, as you said. Um, And yeah, powerful uh, story, powerful book for sure. Um, What is. uh, Do do you wish that other people would read this book?
3: Um, Yeah, I do wish that other people would read this book because then they would realize that they have it better than some people had it back then and still today
0: yeah do you find that like when you read this book you understand a little bit more about like the story of what like some people might be going through who are considered refugees or or so forth
3: yeah yeah
0: for sure kind of again gives that it names you know and gives an identity uh that that can be applied to a, a, a large group of people so wow um powerful book so refugee by alan gratz um would you read more books by him
3: uh, yeah, um, I actually put down for the book fair, Allies.
0: So Allies is oh, another cool one book. of his uh, books. I think it's one of his more recent books than um, Refugee. Um, and so, yeah, uh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen, thanks for sharing. Uh, I hope that this book uh, opens up the door to mm-hmm. other people um, reading and understanding and kind of bridging um, an identity to kind of the situations that we read about and not only in history, but even in today's time um, that, that people can kind of see like, wow, like these, these stories are not small. Like these are big significant things happening to real people all across the world. So, Oh, and thanks for your time. And thanks Mm -hmm. for coming and sharing with us. See ya.